Before we get into this episode, we have a quick favor to ask you. If you love our show, please scroll down to the review section of your favorite podcast platform and leave us a five-star rating. If you have a few more seconds, please also leave us a review telling us what you like most about our show. We read every single one of these and we appreciate them so much. This will also help us grow and get into the ears of those who love true crime and food as much as you do. Thanks and enjoy the episode. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You're listening to Extra Cheese by your friends at Dietetics After Dark. Tomorrow, why not pick up several Welcome back, everyone. I'm Sarah. And I'm Becca. Sarah, what are you up to today? Well, I just made pizza crust. Ooh. <laughs> Guess what I'm going to put on my pizza? Extra cheese? You got it. <laughs> Too good. Extra cheese, baby. We are back. And we also have some other news. Yeah. How good does Becca's, Becca's mic sound? Hopefully it sounds phenomenal because... I got a new microphone, which means I no longer have to record under a blanket. Yep. That's the best birthday present you could have possibly asked for. Most definitely. And I think a lot of a lot of our listeners probably envision us in the same room. At least that's what we've mm. heard from some people. We're not. We're on Zoom. And a lot of the time, Sarah is just looking at a dark box on Zoom because I have to hide under a blanket yeah. so that I don't get like reverb echo from my previous mic. Yeah, I'm looking at a black screen and Becca's sweating profusely under <laughs> under a fuzzy blanket. <laughs> All for the sake of the podcast. All for the sake of the podcast. And now I have to put makeup on for you. No, you do not. I put some on my pimple. Oh, good. I would have stopped the recording. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I would never. All right. Let's do it. Let's do this. So today's story it came out within the last two weeks, but it is too scandalous not to cover. So my main source is an article by Derek Willis and Lydia DePillis in The Counter titled, Hundreds of PPP Loans Went to Fake Farms in Absurd Places. So as we all know, this pandemic era has been challenging for many individuals and businesses. 
In the U.S., there's a loan program called the Paycheck Protection Program, or PPP for short. And it was designed to support small businesses and their employees by financing payroll costs. So it was signed into law in March 2020 as a part of the CARES Act with $349 billion in funding. So eligible businesses could get 2.5 times the amount of their payroll costs or 3.5 times the amount of these costs in the case of food or accommodation industries up to a maximum of $2 million. So food industries may qualify for more money, which is important Hmm. to note here. And that's for the year. Yeah, that's for the year. Um, Does this make sense so far? I feel like it's a lot of of numbers. Okay. It's a lot of like tax stuff, which usually makes me zone out, but I'm with you. It's interesting. It it pays off. I promise. Okay, cool. (laughs) Pun intended. (laughs) With the processing and distribution of these loans, traditional banks would prioritize their clients. So they had the client's financial history and could make informed decisions with whom to lend to. But this left many small businesses or those with less than perfect credit scores without the same opportunity. Mm. So they started turning to a collection of online lenders that offered short-term business loans to businesses. So one online lending platform based in Atlanta, and it's called Cabbage with a K, processed and distributed just under 300,000 loans or the equivalent of $7 billion before August 2020. Wow. And that's when the initial round of funding ran out. So this is a really great initiative, but as with many rapid rollouts during the pandemic, it was prone to some bumps in the road. And in the case of Cabbage, this had to do with the fact that there was very little human review involved. Mm. So reason being, the company received 5% of each loan that was given, and they were being encouraged to distribute them quickly for the sake of these small businesses. So it was in Cabbage's best interest to dish these loans out as quickly as possible. So with the increased volume, Cabbage started to bring in employees who had previously been laid off And they would incentivize them with gift cards that they would give them when they hit certain loan application milestones. Right. I see the problems. You see the problems. (laughs) So it's estimated that Cabbage made hundreds of millions of dollars of total revenue during this time while distributing all of these loans. So Cabbage would essentially lend the money to businesses with poor credit histories in exchange for steeper fees. But these included a number of fraudulent agricultural businesses. And it was brought to the attention of authorities that at least 378 loans, totaling $7 million, were distributed to what were thought to be single-person operations, and most of them were categorized as farms. Isn't that weird? (laughs) Seven million? So $7 million. It was 378 loans. Okay, well, sorry, you kind of lost me there, but (laughs) I caught up. Let me, I'll just clarify. So they essentially distributed all of these loans. It was over 300,000 loans. And of those, there was about 378 loans that totaled $7 million that were fake farms. Okay. That's what, like, because you said single person something? Yeah. So they were were applying as a single person operation. Right. Does that make sense? And the one-man farms don't exist. Yeah, not really. Okay, gotcha. (laughs) So Ritter Wheat Club, a quote-unquote wheat farm, 
and Dealey Nuts, which was labeled a tree nut farm. I love that. <laughs> right? <laughs> so they both received loans over $20,000 each. Other farms titled things like Beefy King and Tomato Cramber received slightly smaller loans, but all fraudulent. Wow. So some of the locations and matching food products, they made very little sense. So for instance, there was a potato field in Palm Beach and an orange (laughs) grove in Minnesota. (laughs) It was estimated that 75% of all of the loan applications that went through Cabbage were processed without any human review at all, which likely would have stopped this type of fraud sooner. I know it's terrible, but it's pretty hilarious. I know. And like, it's unfortunate because I feel like Cabbage just didn't have the infrastructure set up properly, Mm -hmm. but they were trying to do the right thing by getting these loans out to smaller businesses as well, even though they're making a profit off of it. They're still Mm -hmm. good, doing good things. I want to know the people behind like Dealey Nuts (laughs) and all those things. (laughs) We don't really know who they are yet, but I kind of get into it right now. (laughs) So many of these farms followed a pretty consistent naming convention. So they would use the name of a resident at an address where an actual business is registered. And then they'd add an agricultural term. (laughs) One resident of one of the non-existing businesses claimed that the company who does their accounting actually fell victim to a ransomware attack in March of 2020. So their social security numbers and some financial information were taken during this attack. And they call this synthetic identity theft. So it's when a criminal uses some legitimate personal information as well as fake information to build a credit profile. So the bank account set up by the criminal will then funnel any money back to them rather than the owner of the information. But unfortunately, this type of fraud, it can impact the individual's credit as well as any insurance applications and future background checks of all of like these victims that were involved. It is a situation that authorities are still trying to figure out, so they don't really know who's behind it necessarily. Currently, hundreds of individuals have formally been accused of gaming pandemic response programs, with some using wow. these phantom farms to do so, but currently not all people have been caught. Wow. Okay, I love the term phantom farms. I love all the names for the farms, and I feel like this is something like Bart Simpson would do. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) It's a wild crime, just going through farms. It's kind of funny. I know it's terrible, but I can't. I think it's just like the names. I know it's terrible. People are taking advantage of these relief programs. Yeah, but something about it is just making me giggle. Maybe it's because it's Friday. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One thing that was pretty interesting was because they're taking people who currently own small businesses and like allocating a fake business to them, some people actually applied for these loans and then found out about these farms under their name after applying, which I thought was really interesting. Oh my gosh, that must have been alarming. Yeah. Like dealing nuts. (laughs) Yeah. That's not a nut farm (laughs) in Alaska. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So we're going to have our listener story of the week, and this one is from our fellow master's colleague and friend, Georgia. And let's hear what she has to say. Yeah, Georgia. Hi, Sarah and Becca. It's Georgia. I have an interesting food story to share with you about lactose intolerance and food poisoning. Two things that I didn't know went together until I got it. So a few years ago, my family and I went to a seafood restaurant. 
and my dad and I both ordered fish tacos, one of my favorite foods personally. And these fish tacos had chipotle mayo on it, normally delicious. This time contained food poisoning. Spoiler alert. So I was eating these fish tacos and I started to feel kind of nauseous. My stomach hurt a little bit and my heart was racing. Not great signs when you're eating food. So I stopped. And by the time we got home, my dad and I both were sick within about 45 minutes of eating the food. So to me, that meant that it was probably staph poisoning from the chipotle mayo that had been probably sitting out just for a little bit too long. This is in the wake of the the cronut situation at the X, where the bacon jam had staph poisoning and people were sick pretty immediately after eating it. So kind of put two and two together and thought that that was probably what had happened. So my dad felt fine the next day. I did not. And I continued to not feel great for the next month or so. Just kind of icky feeling in my stomach. And I felt nauseous basically all the time. So I went to my doctor and I said, why do I feel so terrible? And she said that, you know, maybe I had a parasite. So we got that checked out, had a stool sample done. But also she said, maybe you have lactose intolerance. And I said, what do you mean lactose intolerance? I've never had that before. And she said, well, sometimes when you get food poisoning, you can get lactose intolerance if the bacteria or the toxin in the food poisoning damages your intestines enough. So sure enough, that's what it was. I had developed lactose intolerance from getting staph poisoning. And this lactose intolerance lasted about two years, which is really inconvenient. So now I'm okay. I'm fully recovered. Don't have lactose intolerance anymore. But interesting for your listeners to know about is that if you get food poisoning, you can develop lactose intolerance. So keep an eye out for that. And I hope it doesn't happen to you because it's not a good time. Anyways, love the show. Keep it up and see you guys soon. Ah, thanks, Georgia. Yeah, thanks so much. That is such a bummer. I'm so sorry you had to go through all of that. I want to know if fish tacos are still one of your favorite foods or if it ruined them for you. Or if you can still eat mayo. Yeah, chipotle mayo. Mm. Any mayo. Any mayo, really. Call it aioli and I'll put it on anything. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Okay. So it does sound like your doctor was pretty bang on with this one. And I feel like you kind of did the work for me. So I'm just going to kind of explain a little bit more like the background of, of what this type of infection is and what have you. So a staph or a staphylococcus aureus infection can lead to lactose intolerance in some cases. The staphylococcus bacteria is anaerobic, meaning it can live without oxygen, and it therefore thrives within a food product more so than when it's on the surface of one. Since it is a bacteria, it does not need a host to survive, and we do talk a lot about different types of bacteria in our food poisoning episode, so go listen to that if you haven't already. And the weird thing about staph is that about 25% of all people and animals have it on their skin or within their noses. So staph doesn't normally cause illness just from being on one skin or within their nose. So for instance, like if I had it on, on me and I licked my hand, it's very unlikely that I would get sick. But when it is in food, it often starts producing toxins, which are what cause food poisoning in humans. So the bacteria is usually killed when food is heated to its proper internal temperature, but the toxin will actually live beyond that. And it is most often found in foods like sandwiches with like meats and things, in dairy products, and things like mayonnaise-based salads. 
So mainly things that are handled and mixed, so like the sandwiches. So the onset of a staph infection starts after about 30 minutes, which aligns almost perfectly with Georgia's 45-minute onset. Uh, Nausea, vomiting, and stomach cramps are the main symptoms, and it's actually pretty rare for these symptoms to last beyond 24 hours. So Georgia is one of the lucky ones. But when it comes to these symptoms, and if they do persist, damage to the intestinal lining may occur. And this may lead to a reduction in lactase production, which is a chemical or enzyme that's needed to break down lactose, which is found in milk and dairy products. So without the ability to digest lactose, you might experience some things like bloating, pain, and diarrhea after consuming dairy. Uh, So this type of lactose intolerance is called secondary or acquired lactose intolerance, and it typically goes away after the intestinal lining heals itself. So in terms of how long this should take, so for your intestinal lining to heal itself, I found really inconsistent results. But what I did find interesting is that it can take an individual with celiac disease up to two years for their intestines to recover after cutting out gluten. And this means that the little villi that lay within the digestive tract, they absorb things and it takes them about two years to get back to their normal function in individuals who experience celiac disease. So it's interesting. I thought it was interesting that it also took Georgia about two years to recover. Yeah, that is interesting. That must be it. Yeah. All in all, it does sound like this was a pretty textbook staph infection. For sure. I can't believe how quickly the onset is. Mm-hmm. You could still be eating the meal and starting to feel the effects. I know. I found it so interesting that our heart was racing. Yeah. I hope I never get it. Yeah, me too. And I'm glad you can enjoy your dairy products again, Georgia. Yes, same. Well, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. All right. We'll see you next week for our next episode of Dad. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for that one. Me too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Extra Cheese. You can find all the references in our show notes at dieteticsafterdark.com. This is an independently produced podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you could rate, review, and subscribe to our show. And if you have an interesting food story and you'd like to ask us some nutrition questions and be featured on the podcast, email us at dieteticsafterdark at gmail.com. To stay up to date with Dietetics After Dark, follow us on Instagram at Dietetics After Dark or on Twitter at It's the Dad Pod. This podcast is recorded and edited by Earworm Radio. We highly recommend their services for all your podcasting needs. Learn more about Earworm Radio at earwormradio.com. Are you sick and tired of relying on the Google approach to help you prepare for a client or learn the latest on IBS, intermittent fasting, or picky eating? We totally get it. That's why we created the Dietitian Success Center. DSC is committed to making it easier for dietitians and dietetic students to build their expertise. Our affordable monthly or yearly basic membership gives you access to actionable online courses to expand your expertise and help you build confidence in your practice, plus ready-to-use client handouts to save you time and money, content that is created by dietitians, 
for dietitians. Plus, a community of fellow dietitians and students where you can ask questions and network without having to rely on Facebook groups and outdated discussion boards. Plus, our upgraded business membership gives you access to all the tools you need to start and grow your nutrition business for the most affordable price on the market. We created DSC to make it accessible for dietitians and future dietitians to get the information they need. So no need to invest in expensive one-off online courses. We've got everything you need. Check us out at dietitiansuccesscenter.com or at dietitiansuccesscenter on Instagram. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.